You're on Texas Standard Time. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo arrived in Saudi Arabia on Tuesday as diplomatic tensions continue to rise after the disappearance and alleged murder of a U.S. resident in Turkey earlier this month. Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi was last seen entering a Saudi consulate in Istanbul on October 2nd. Saudi officials have denied any involvement, but President Donald Trump has said that he could take action against the world's largest oil exporter if it were revealed Saudi Arabia was indeed responsible for Khashoggi's death. What sort of implications are we talking about, and what would that mean for the oil industry in Texas? Michael Weber is following this. He's acting director of the Energy Institute at the University of Texas at Austin. Professor Weber, welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, Saudi Arabia has deep ties to Texas, and Houston in particular. They have billions of dollars in investments in Saudi Arabia. And in fact, the Saudis have been making some pretty big uh, plays in the Permian Basin, too. So what do these current diplomatic tensions do to this relationship? Well, it's a tricky relationship, and it's been tricky for decades. So complication is not new to the Texas-Saudi or the American-Saudi relationship. A lot of it is a tie that's business-bound. There's investment from the U.S. and Saudi Arabia or from Texas or Texas companies there, and vice versa. Saudi Arabia has a lot of investment in Texas, as you noted, including, I believe, the largest refinery in the nation in Texas is either partly owned or completely owned by Saudi Arabian interests. So this is a complicated relationship. And the good news is it puts us in position to have common cause to tackle some of the world's challenges. The bad news is if uh, Saudi Arabia does things that we disagree with, it sometimes makes it harder for us to take stern action because it might put some of our own business interests at risk. What are, what are the markets like right now? Any Are they reflecting this tension? I think the markets are confused because there's a lot of things going on right now. Prices are higher now than they were a year ago, mm -hmm. but that's also because of Iran and sanctions and increasing demand. Those are all putting upward pressure on prices. The things that are putting downward pressure on prices are the higher prices themselves tend to be self-correcting, but also policies around electric vehicles and efficiency and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of different signals going on in the markets, not a whole lot to run from it, I think. Right now, um, I think they're in a wait-and-see attitude right now. You know, the uh, foreign ministry of Saudi Arabia said in a statement, and I want to quote this, the kingdom emphasizes that it will respond to any measure against it with an even stronger measure. The kingdom's economy has an influential and vital role in the global economy, close quote. Now, I don't want to take this too far, but there's been this... Um, uh, well, Sa the Saudis have not, since at least the uh, days of the old Arab oil embargo of the 70s, tried to use oil as a kind of geopolitical weapon, if you will. Do you think that they're talking about going back to, 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 to using, to weaponizing oil, if you will? It certainly sounds like they are, right? So that's some tough talk from important changes in leadership. So there are different people in charge in Saudi Arabia now than a few decades ago. Saudi Arabia has really positioned itself for decades as a collegial global player looking to keep markets stable, not looking to disrupt things. The tone we're hearing in the last few days or weeks sounds different than that, where it sounds a little more emboldened, I would say. Um, that used to happen with belligerence from Iran, by the way, when oil prices were high. I, I often joked in the classes I taught that you could track belligerence word count from speeches from Iranian leaders based on oil price. The higher the <laughs> oil price, 
the more confident Iranian leadership was, and therefore the more belligerent they were. And I'm wondering if we're seeing something similar to Saudi Arabia. Prices are higher, gives more confidence to use oil as a weapon, therefore tougher talk. So it might just be bluster, it might just be tough talk. We don't know if it's actually a change in policy. It was something that Saudi Arabia did uh, in the 70s, certainly. And in the 80s, it was the other way around, ramping up on oil production to cause a global oil price collapse, which bankrupted a lot of their competitors, many of them in Texas. So oil weapon can be used to cause prices to spike or collapse, but it hasn't been done in decades. Maybe we're seeing a change in tune. Dr. Weber, you know, I think just a few days ago, uh, weeks ago, no one would have imagined that someone like Jamal Khashoggi would just walk into a consulate and and disappear. And, and then these allegations would come out that perhaps he was killed and dismembered. If you have a loved one or a relative working right now in Saudi Arabia, should you be worried? I don't think that if you have a family member or loved one working in Saudi Arabia right now, you have to worry that they're going to be hacked apart with a bone saw, which I'm sorry for the brutal language, but that appears to be what's what's happened recently in Saudi Arabia, and that's something that we don't stand for in the United States. And so uh, I think you don't have to worry about general expatriates working over there. Uh, in particular, this journalist was someone who was working on stories that were critical. He'd been on a watch list in Saudi Arabia for a while, so clearly he was targeted. I don't think it's um, a broader effort by Saudi Arabia to target Americans in general. So I don't think they need to be worried. However, if I were over there, I'd be really worried about coming across as too critical because apparently Saudi Arabia doesn't treat its critics very well. So I think there might be some caution. There might be some laying low. I don't think there's a widespread fear that this kind of activity, this kind of uh, brutal activity is going to happen with a lot of people. Michael Weber continues to follow these rapidly changing developments. He's acting director of the Energy Institute at the University of Texas at Austin. Professor Weber, thanks so much for speaking with us again on The Standard. Thank you for having me.